When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is a Podcast One.com production. Podcast One.com presents the Ask Women Podcast. Uh-huh. A place where two comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey everyone, welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, or one of your hosts, Kristen Carney, a comedian, lovely, lovely human being, along with, of <laughs> course, another lovely human being, Marnie Kinris, best-selling author and relationship expert. Yes, that's me. And a horrible human being named Mo. Horrible. Can I tell you something really cool? Yes. Okay. I'm but I have to tell you something right after. Okay. Well, do you want to go first? No, you go. Okay. Obviously, I'm going to do it. Yours is probably cooler. Well, it's not. It's cool for me. Maybe not cool for you. But yesterday, one of my friends who is beautiful. Now, okay. for the readers, is this a beautiful on the inside friend? No, it's a beautiful this- on the outside oh, okay. friend and beautiful on the inside. So she texted me yesterday and she said, it's so funny. I was out with one of my guy friends and he was telling me about this amazing book that he just read. And she goes, it was yours. No. And you wrote it. Oh, wow. I've only written one book. <laughs> That's awesome. It's amazing. That's awesome. I was like, he was telling you that he was reading the book. But like. She's like, she's like, how yeah. random is this? She's like, this guy's from New York. He has no way of knowing who you are. He's my friend. And he said, I'm reading this amazing book right now that's changing my life. And That's awesome. I know. So I felt amazing. Yeah. I had a huge smile on did, my uh, face. Did she feel obligated to give him a blowjob? Yeah, of course. She's like, well, the book is Get Inside Me. So. It's, it's or Get, get Inside, inside her. her. So I guess exactly. I got to let him inside. I had to support Marnie. Gotta but she also Marnie. knew it wasn't literal. Right, so yeah, like inside her mind. If she was a real friend, she would have hooked up she with She would, because the then it proves everything I'm saying. Exactly. That's a supportive friend. Anybody mm-hmm. who wouldn't do that is just horrible. That sells books. And I would cut them out of my this life. That's why I'm not friends with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, so there's no obligations for you? None. To have sex with Sex, moving, people. airport rides, nothing. <laughs> None to it. But anyway, that made me feel really good after That's being awesome. sick all week. So that that was very, very nice to, to hear that. And fantastic. Yeah. So what's your news? Yeah. What's your story? Not as cool as that. Not even close. I just wanted to redeem myself from <laughs> the car story that I told a few weeks really? ago. Yeah, today because I thought I'm a people very said friendly, you were really cool for they were they did because Someone they're sent smart me a and awesome. Someone on Facebook about that too. Really? Everybody, the car story just for people. Yes, who okay. Exactly. So for people who haven't listened, because you're obviously a dummy for not listening, <laughs> I uh, had a run-in in San Diego in traffic where I was in the car <laughs> for like eight hours, and this guy was like essentially harassing me after he wouldn't let me into traffic, and I just forced my way in because I was desperate and I didn't want to turn into the wrong lane. You're getting so heated. Yeah, and then I ended up. Punching his window. <laughs> Long story short, Long you end up following sh- the guy and then Long's, punching no, his window. No, no, he followed me. Okay. He was literally following me. I let him go around me, and then he basically started screaming at me. That's when I got out of the car. Mo. Oh, don't man. don't mess with me on this because I bad, get serious. But anyway, the thing is, I'm a re- really friendly driver, and that's obviously. why I was pissed because I'm overly friendly. <laughs> yes, obviously, she's a really and I don't her. punching windows. Mo, fuck off, okay? <laughs> she's gonna punch you. No, in seriously, the head. because I am the friendly driver, and this guy was the douche, and I don't like the fact that. Well, you're a douche, so you obviously would side with him. <laughs> I side with him. But anyway, today I was 
letting essentially this woman turn into traffic because she was so desperate. She was trying to make a left-hand turn, and so I oh, let so her go. so you were doing unto others. Yes, as I right. normally do. Right. And this is when we were pulling into a Starbucks. And so anyway, I let her go, and she waved and was like, thank you. And I was like, you're welcome. No worries. I didn't even think about it. And I was like waiting in line for my coffee because I went through the drive-thru, and she was in front of me. And then they handed me my coffee, and they were like, she bought that for you. No way. And I was like, oh, <gasps> sweet. Someone appreciates. Oh, my God. That wow. is so nice. nice. drivers. Yeah. That's that's really that's a good follow-up story. That's a really yes, good story. Yeah, I wanted to redeem myself. And then I do want to say one thing in terms of driving etiquette, and then we'll get into like the meat of the <laughs> shit that you guys are actually wanting to listen for. Yeah. When when you're in traffic and then you're stuck behind, say, like a bus, and there's like a line of like four cars that are all stuck behind the bus, and then everyone goes behind like what the people at the end of that line stuck behind the bus all go out around yeah. the people. You should let the people in front of you go so you guys all go in one line rather than everyone from behind cutting I always think that too. It's hard. I coordinate it because I force it. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm letting all these people go. Kristen is running this Five people just went in traffic. So. Well, actually, I want to keep on car etiquette for one more second okay, because I want to talk about a big turnoff for me. When I first started dating my husband, a huge t- turnoff for me was his road rage. I didn't yeah. like it. I can't yeah. stand it, actually. Because yeah. I think, to be honest, when people, including my husband, have emotional tantrums that just pop up, I automatically think weakness. That may just be me. I don't know if other no, people grosses do me out. Does it? When my boyfriend does it, and it's funny because I'll have it, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And he's just like sitting in the car, but then he's driving. He's like, fuck you. I'm like, can you please like, be <laughs> yeah. a little logical right now? Like, take it back. Because you want them to be like calm, cool, and collected. Yes, it's like gross. For, yeah, it's I think it's grosser for turn off. Well, it's you, a huge turn off. You definitely don't have road rage when you're on a date. That is because you're sitting there in the car. You're like, you motherfucker. I, I had one. Yeah. so upset. I had one. My girl. Where there was road rage involved, I never talked to the guy again. Really? He first cut date? off. Um, it was maybe like the second we went to like, we were only, we were young. We were like 20 right. or whatever. Probably just showing but, off then. Yeah, but he had like a shitty car and it's like, whatever if you have a <laughs> shitty car, but don't try to look like a hot shot like in a shitty car. <laughs> yeah. Be humble. You know what yeah. I mean? But he cut off these old people and then he flipped them off and <gasps> I was like, all right. Yeah, not seeing that. Yeah, and he left a shitty tip. So you, I was like, this uh, guy's the biggest You're going to love chef. this. Uh, one of our listeners, Joe Davies, contacted me on Facebook. Just to tell me, I think I got a friend request from someone named he, Joe Davies. He, he he contacted me on Facebook just to tell me that you were right, and that you were not in the there wrong for stalking this person, and that men are crazier drivers than females. Yeah, and, Joe Davies. And, and women just—I I made the excuse that women just takes things way too. Why personally. would this man write this to you? You clearly don't understand I don't know. like any sort of logical. He's thinking. like, screw you, Joe. I don't know. I unfriended Joe Davies. No, <laughs> you accepted, and I'm glad you told me. That That's my so day. nice. Yeah, because guys can bully women. And honestly, I've been in a couple situations where like one time I was on the 405 freeway and I was in probably there's like four lanes and I wasn't in the passing lane, but I wasn't in the slowest lane. And this guy in a truck, I had like a little Jetta and this guy in a truck was on my tail, like just just. Yeah, just just to be a dick, and like there right. was no rec. It wasn't like I was taking up a fast lane or anything. I was moving right along, and he was just tailgating me, and like just for the sake of it. And it was like he went around me and like revved his engine. And I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it. stop being. We should have a so segment pathetic. with you called like Kristen's freeway moment yeah. or something. I don't know. Just so you can yeah. bitch and complain, get it out. It, it should be called Kristen's potential suicide moment. Right. That's that would be, be another alternative name. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, we had asked you guys if you wanted to, or you wanted us to do 
two episodes a week. And we got a lot of responses we from did. people. Mm-hmm. So you guys have said yes. So now we have to run it up the ladder. Even though po- Podcast One was the, the people who started this and asked us <laughs> to do it, now they have to think about it. So <laughs> right. this is just how things work. So now they have to think about whether we should do another podcast. But thank you so much for writing in for your support. That is awesome and wonderful and so nice to hear that you want to hear us twice a week. Because I would think you'd be sick of us after once a week. I'm sick like, of once us. A week, me too. Yeah, I'm done I, now. I, I, I can't even do well, I'm excited because I just want to get to our listeners' questions. Yeah, I know. So that's the only thing. We just questions. talk too much about cars and traffic yeah. and people on our butts. Well, let me just say this. We have Shy Love coming up in the second half of the show. Who is an ex-porn star? Yes. Um, but now a publisher. But now a publisher and yes. a, probably a doctor and a philanthropist, I'm, I'm sure. sure. Exactly. I'm kind of being Maybe sarcastic, but I'm glad she's here. she's coming. Yes, Anna Queen. She's written two books, one on how to pick up women and one on how to pick up men. So Ed will her information will be helpful to everyone. everybody. But apparently I was going to say Ed. Ed, if you're listening, this will be for you. If your name's Ed, you probably need help. <laughs> yeah. Listen in. I feel like her opening line to pick up a man or a woman is, hi, I'm a porn star. Is that really the thing that you should lead off? No, with that? yeah. that's a, no. That's do you not understand you women laid. at all? What's wrong with you? Do you, you? not understand men at all? That's not what we're all trying to do. All of a sudden, a girl comes and goes, I'm a porn star, and she looks good. I'm like, she can do things. We said dial down she the douche. We said dial down the douche. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> Remember we made that request? <laughs> I know, this is just him being, being him. I'm just being honest. <laughs> but the thing is, is like... Okay, I, not that I've worked with a lot of porn stars, or maybe I have, um, but I've, I've interviewed a lot of porn stars, and actually, both of my publicists that I've had in the past always represented a lot of porn stars, and actually, the one that's coming today, we share a publicist. Oh, cool. But, so I've talked to a lot of porn stars, and that's their one hurdle that they have difficulty with, mm-hmm. is that men want to date porn stars. So in the very beginning, they're excited about dating a porn star, and they sort of like see past her sometimes, which is what happens with celebrities, or really beautiful women too, um, and then... After they get excited about dating a porn star, they get really pissed off about dating a porn star because she's a porn star yeah. and she's having sex with other guys. Yeah. So, so they do have difficulty with finding connections and finding love. Um, it is really challenging for them. And they, they have some really sad stories. Not all of them, but a lot of them have really sad stories. And it's all mostly dating men. from their vaginas. Right, exactly. Their vaginas tell a story. Yes. <laughs> That's how they tell it. Story type with their vagina. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or does it sound like a woman who smoked? Like, yeah, ah, God. Yeah, I've seen some tough days. Smoked too many menthols. <laughs> Gross. That's disgusting. Wait, are Jews in porn? I don't know. Jews in porn? I don't know. Don't Jews smoke menthols? I don't know. I don't know. About. I used to smoke. No, they menthols, don't. It's getting though. weird. Really? I used to. Only because I liked mint a lot, oh, that's and I funny. liked it because it lasted on your. Li- I don't even know, but I didn't do it for very long. But yeah, I did like menthols. I don't think it's a Jewish thing though. Mm. There's mm. one that Jews smoke. Is anyway, anyways, man's playbook. Okay, so this week I wanted to talk to you guys about stereotypes. Actually, um, hold on, let me just close this page down. Who wrote this? Uh, oh no, I didn't someone, write down who wrote it. Was somebody, on Facebook, it was somebody right? on Twitter. Actually, Twitter, yeah. it said, uh, "In your book, you talk about the stroke you had as a guy in a in a wheelchair. You should do a podcast on getting past the stereotypes." So I, again, I had a stroke when I was 20 years old, um, and that 
it honestly did leave me very self-conscious. One half of my body was not working as fast as the other half. Like I was in college at the time and I used to be a dancer when I was younger and I just stopped dancing because literally I would just spin in circles because one side wouldn't be able to speak, you know, keep up. I with feel the, like if I had a left. stroke, it would just even my body out. <laughs> yeah. I already feel like that. Anyway. My left side's so bad. <laughs> it would just bring my right down to my left side. Yeah. Well, know. so he was, he was saying like having, you know, having to deal with stereotypes and stereotypes aren't just for people who, you know, who have strokes or who have, who are in wheelchairs or who have some sort of disorder. There's lots of stereotypes out there for short people. Bald for, guys. Yeah, for bald guys. Yeah. Exactly. But I did want to tell uh, one story about this guy who has written to me recently. He's uh, somebody that I work with. Um, but he's in a wheelchair and I forget what it's called that he has, but it, it's something that, that, be, that he got later in life, but it's um, affecting his speech. So he actually can't really talk. He kind of mumbles and he's in a wheelchair and it's hard for him to communicate, but he is the most fantastic writer in the entire world. Like he is just like one of the most succinct and clear and passionate men through writing. And I, I liked him instantly through his written word, but he was talking about um, dating and how, you know, people, well, actually he wasn't talking about how people can have stereotypes, but he was talking about certain girls that he would interact with and like what he should reveal, what he shouldn't reveal. And I, you know, I have a really good friend named Sean Stevenson who is a motivational speaker, is in a wheelchair, he's three feet tall, has brittle bone disease. And one thing that he said to me about dating that he realized once he turned like 29 years old is that he said, I'm going to put who I am out there and I know that I'm not for everybody because the lifestyle you would have with me is hard. You are a caregiver. Yes, you get great sex and you get a great personality. <laughs> like he, he has this great personality. And he's like, you get all of these things, but it also is a change in lifestyle and it's a switch in expectations about what people picture for their ideal future. And it's not the same as being with somebody who's bald. It is different going they, um, up. Well, maybe. They have some disabilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it They're is, not allowed in a lot of stores, actually. <laughs> That's true. Clothing stores. But it is like, uh, and haircut. so he said, yeah. he said when girls would pick him up for dates, he would make them pick him up for dates. And he would make them help him get his wheelchair. He would make them help him get his car seat, put him in the car. He wanted to show them what life would be like with him. And he wouldn't be like, you know, mopey as they were doing it. He would be himself and wonderful. But if they couldn't hack it, he didn't take it personally because he knew that he was awesome and wonderful. But... There are challenges. There's got to be like a website called like selflesswomen.com. Where I they know. can go and hook up with these women because, I mean, someone like me, I'm actually dreading doing this episode because I'm so afraid to tiptoe around and just not say. you're going to be really horrible. I mean, I, no, yeah, I don't want to You're make fun be, of bald guys and how they can't get No, I can, make fun of, I can make I fun of bald guys. I, you know, I don't want to make fun of the wheelchairs and stuff. But <laughs> it's a really tricky territory for me because I've never dealt with it before. So right. for me, it's intimidating and scary. Yeah. Um, well, would you ever date a guy in a wheelchair? It depends on his personality yeah i basically would say like i'll just ball up and be a man and say probably not mm -hmm. i can barely be with my boyfriend who <laughs> just is lazy and doesn't want to like do anything on the weekend so okay. i mean i mean i'm sure they want there's things they want to you know that people oh this guy is like do. ridiculous like he is mr self-motive if you saw the list of things that he does of how freaking cool he is right you it, it's 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 insane to me so he's, right. he actually is not mr lazy wheelchair but, hang hang gliding yeah also, for whatever. sure 
That's yeah. what that was number one on his list. Right, That's right. what he does. No, but, but it, like, it is no, challenging. Just, yeah, it is. And just to be honest, it sounds way too much of a commitment. And I again, yeah. like I can barely make a commitment in like a normal relationship. So I think there's certain people out there that are their minds are programmed to be okay with this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like there should be some sort of meeting place for these for men and these women people. to like come together. And right. and and again, you could meet someone and then and not think that that's something you want to do and then turn into that person because you love this person so much. Right. But in general, I would say that I've been uh, I've been watching this show called Boardwalk Empire, and one of the main characters comes back from the war. And you say the show like no one's ever heard of it. Yeah, before. it's a great show. It's like my favorite show it's ever. It's a great show. It's my favorite show. And there's one of the main characters is missing half his face, yeah. and it's a really he's super hot. So, no, but yeah, in Jack real Houston. life, he's a really no, good no, no. But man. I mean, in that mask, he's hot. Yeah, but even in the mask, right. and and there's this gorgeous woman who ends up falling for him, and they end up getting married. And I feel, and she has that caregiver mentality you know she's a woman that went through a tough upbringing herself and i feel look at the end of the day there's so many people in this world and there is someone that's right for someone else i remember walking down the street and i saw two people with down syndrome right it was a male and a female right Mm -hmm. and you know i think about it well what if i had down syndrome would i ever be able to find somebody but this male and female they were holding hands and they were like Mm -hmm. so happy and it's like wow these two people found each other Mm -hmm. and regardless of what you have there's gonna be a partner out there for you i think so too and if and if you're smart like your friend is and you you put it out there this is who i am this is what you're getting into but i'm okay with it are you okay with it? You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna run into the people that are not okay with it. People like Kristen who are not okay yeah, with it. Horrible people. But there are, there are gonna, who wants to be with people. There's like gonna that? be someone out there who does want to be with you, and you know that fits who they are as a human being. I, I completely agree with you. I, I wouldn't say that chances are less or chances are more for people with any type of disability or some sort of thing that they think is against them. Yeah. I think the thing that is against them is themselves. Mm-hmm. To be honest, exactly so what you just said. Like when, when I was bald, right? Well, I started losing when you my. Were? When I was a bald man, and then I got plugs. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, when I was in a, I started losing my hair when I was like 17 or 18, really? which really freaked me out because I was like the most pop, one of the most popular kids in my high school. <laughs> Not anymore. Right? Yeah. You know what? At Hand first, I wasn't because I was like really self conscious about it. I was always wearing yeah. hats. I was like, oh, I'm bald. You know, my That's friends so would sad. give me shit for it. But the minute I embraced it. I realized, wow, girls like me just as much. Mm-hmm. I'm totally cool with it. You know, it's not a problem at all. The only problem was the problem with myself that I had. Yeah. And I feel that our listeners that do have these issues, whether they're bald, whether they're short, or they have a disability, they have to get over the issue with themselves first. Yeah, before, absolutely. You know, because really, you know, whatever you project is what someone else is going to accept. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I get guys all the time writing into me saying, I, you know, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, all positive things. And they say, the only problem is I'm short. Or the only problem is I'm bald. The only problem is I'm fat. And I'm just yeah. like, that. okay, that's your problem. You have to, you have to stop fixating on what you are or you know what you don't have yeah. and start focusing on the things that you have and all and you and, and you what are. you just said is this is what i am yeah. i am bald so yeah. guess what all you're going to be is bald yeah because and that's what you project you to other yes. people it's great it's crazy so so you know i wanted to i guess we have addressed the topic of stereotypes yes yeah, stereotypes are out there but they're just floaty ideas. Like for example, if, a, if you go online and you look at a woman's profile, right? And it says, I'm looking for a guy between this age and this age, between this side and this side. This is just an ideal of what 
possibly she would want doesn't mean she would be opposed to anything else. Everybody has their ideal vision and their expectation of who they should be. For me, I thought I was going to be with a, you know a balding, eyeglass wearing, six foot five Jew. That's who I thought I was going to date. So when I met my husband, he he you threw me off with the six foot five part. I've seen. Oh, five, sorry, five foot five. Not yeah, five foot five. Like, like, six uh, foot five. You're like Jew. A basketball five. player Jew with glasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sounds awesome. No, circus sorry, freak. five foot five. Five foot five. Like that's who I always pictured. So for me, actually, when I first moved to LA, that's all that I was looking at. I didn't even think that anybody else was another possibility because they weren't in my vision um, and they weren't in my expectation. Because they were too tall. Right, exactly. It doesn't hurt my neck, <laughs> which my husband does all the time. But but after meeting my husband, you know, it, like it, it broadened my spectrum of, of the ideas of who I would want to be with. So it doesn't mean that women are only going to be with certain types of guys. It just means that they may not be have it. I can't speak today, may not have been exposed to someone like you and you have to educate them on how freaking amazing you right. are. And if you think about it, like for, if we're going to, I think the easiest thing to talk about is bald because Mo's here. But yeah. if you're going to talk about someone who's bald and we're seeing past the stereotypes, well, what are the stereotypes? I mean, associated with bald. Does that mean he's boring or does it mean he has like a bad job or? I don't know. You know what what are that, the, What does it mean actually? It's It's weird, you know. It, because I feel like men especially are very self-conscious of being bald. I've, yeah. I, I watch my friends now. I think women are very self-conscious of being bald. <laughs> oh, yeah, women more, are too. Not more so. Yeah. But, but men more so. And I watch my friends now, and they're starting to bald, right? And they used to give me shit all the time. So now I'm starting to fuck with them a little bit. Yeah, 20 years later, he 20, got his revenge. Yeah, yeah, like, I yeah. But no, I'm telling like, I, I remember one time I fell asleep. And my friends literally drew a col- <laughs> they drew a cul-de-sac on the back of my head because no. they called me cul-de-sac because I was bawling in the back <laughs> of my head. So they drew like houses on it and cars. <laughs> and like I woke up That's to amazing. it and my friend's parents were laughing at it. It was really embarrassing. Like, like that kind of shit could mess with you. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's I don't know why. Women don't find it unattractive. Like some women, no, like I find it sexy. It just depends yeah. on what you're into. I mean, this is not as severe as being in a wheelchair or having something where you can't speak properly. But for for me, I'm like super flat chested. I have no boobs, and of course, as when you're a teenager, you're uncomfortable with that. Yeah. People pick on you, and like you have mosquito you bites. Bite. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, listen, I've been bitten by a mosquito. That's I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. Um, that wasn't funny at all. I had no idea where I was going with that. However. I would get angry and then I stopped getting angry once I became okay with the fact that I had no boobs. And I'm like, I'm super Gwyneth Paltrow-y. Like, I'm all all ribcage and I'm cool with it. But it was like, I I took time to adjust. And like, honestly, I've thought about like, what would it be like with boob implants? I would never get them. Really? I would would be really uncomfortable because it's not who I am. Yeah, and it's freaking heavy. Right, so you have to look at the things that are, that that you are that you've gotten out of whatever it is you think is wrong with you. Like for me, I feel like having no boobs has made me a little bit more um, like fun or able to like you be can run sporty faster. or right. And I don't have to be, I don't have to be worried about like a lot of things that a lot of women do. So yes, it's like, I have I've to hold my breasts in my exercise classes sometimes right. because they bounce too You much. make me hold, hold them, them for I'll you sometimes. I know exactly while we're doing class. the show because yes. it's just so damn uncomfortable. <laughs> I've noticed with some women who get breast implants, you know, they were self-conscious of their breasts before and then all of a sudden they get breast implants and they're still self-conscious mm-hmm. of their breasts. 
Mm-hmm. Well, like, because then there's a whole new set yeah, of things to be self-conscious thing. about. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, and, they're and, too hard, or they're yeah. just hell. They're self-conscious. I and, get it. And you realize that it was it was never the breast to begin with. Yeah, well, you think quick fixes are going to make a difference, no. like getting hair implants or doing a comb over will <laughs> help you, or getting like lifts in your shoes. Instead of getting but like it, breast implants, I just want to get large nipples. I'm like, you just like, give me really <laughs> just big, give me a big area and like, a big nipple, grapefruit size. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, shoulder like, nipples. Oh God, no, horrible. But yeah, so I think that's the message for today is love yourself people yeah work on the inside that's pretty much what it is i mean and if i were listening to that and i was in a wheelchair or couldn't speak i'd be like yeah go fuck yourself no but But let's expand that and let's expand that definition it's not just love yourself it's work on yourself figure out what you actually like about yourself think about the other positives if you can't think of other positives then there's other work to be done it's developing a personality it's figuring out how to make yourself funny or if you have a sense of humor think about what you're passionate about right i'm gonna do a plug again for myself but you can get get inside her which is on amazon or you can get my program how to become a man women want and it it literally gives you a guidebook both of them do and instructions on how to figure out what you like about yourself and then gives you step-by-step instructions on if you don't like anything about yourself what to do right. and or, how to find those things like marnie said if you want to get funny you can go to my youtube page yes exactly plug it up youtube.com slash see you next twos comedy and share <laughs> the PSA video with all of your friends. Yeah, because then you can be funny mm-hmm. and you can learn from Kristen because that's the whole thing. Like for me, when I when I was younger, I, uh, you know, I, I in my mind, I was awesome, but I wasn't projecting that out to other people because yeah. I was so self-conscious all the time thinking about what I didn't have compared to other people. And when I flipped that around and started concentrating on the things that I did have, you know, I didn't become an arrogant, stuck-up bitch because I'm like, oh, I'm so freaking cool. But I, I got to the point where I can honestly say I'm, I'm awesome. I'm an awesome person. I'm okay with saying that. It's not me being arrogant. It's me being happy with who I am, happy with my faults and happy with my successes and happy all around. You know, I, I think that that's the place that most people want to be. Yeah, and, and men, get rid of butt out of your conversation. Yes. Okay, out well, of your John's vocabulary. Butt, get off your butt. Yeah, just don't stop mm-hmm. saying butt. It's not butt I'm bald or butt I'm fat or butt this. Change that with and. Okay, yeah. so and I'm fat and I'm funny <laughs> or and I'm generous and something positive instead yeah. of but something negative. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was a good wrap up, and we didn't we didn't say the chapter in the man's playbook, so we didn't have to hear that horrible music. Don't put it on. <laughs> No, take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so horrible. Head of the Roxbury. Oh, please, people, write us in with alternatives. I don't know why. I liked it a lot in the beginning. I don't mind and- it, and I actually feel bad saying because Art made it. You made that. No, I like the music, yeah, but now... I mean, I, you know, I threw it together. It wasn't right. like I sat here for three hours. <laughs> he sat for three hours. <laughs> How about no, we, I like the integrity. music, but it does. It makes me feel... It's like Zoolander or something. Mm-hmm. How about we have a, a Al Pacino compromise, which is... a. Al Pacino compromise. No, like a from our last one, Any Given Sunday. No, my favorite is from Greece. We're going to roll them around. I like that that Greece idea. Yeah, Yeah, let's let's do that one. All right. right. Because we like it. We girls. Seriously, and let's do Hairspray. And let's do all these awesome musicals. (laughs) Totally. Should we Chicago? Totally different show. (laughs) He had it coming. See? Oh, look at that. Little quotes. All right. So I think we're done with uh, this week's chapter in the man's playbook. And after the break, we're going to be with Shy Love, author of, I don't know, what are the book's names? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But there's one for, you know, how to get girls and one for how to date rich men. So I want to hear what she has to say. She's a a past porn star um, and and present and future publisher and we'll we'll have her after the break and we'll talk to her and we'll we'll do analyze this as well so we'll be back in a bit 
is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone, 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing, endless student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. We are with Shy Love, who is in the studio with us. Uh, and she is the best-selling author, which we didn't say before, but best-selling author on Amazon for uh, How to Catch a Kitten. And then she also wrote another book called How to Land a Rich Man. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Well, you were saying before women are crazy. So please elaborate on that. Women are dumb. Sorry, dumb. I think women are dumb. I think crazy. And crazy. And they don't know what the hell they want. Elaborate. Continue. Um, I think that women always say, one of the things I hear, and it's from all of my friends, is I want this nice guy. I want this guy that's financially secure. I want all these particular things. And then they end up with such losers. <laughs> yeah, they end up the opposite, right? They end up with well, complete opposite. Well, I feel like I've had that experience in just my life in general because <laughs> I've wanted to act and do this and do that. And that means I didn't want a regular job, so I was like living poor. And it's like you want this super high standard of living, but you end up with this really low one because your expectations are up here and it's like climbing a mountain. But expectations are good. They are, but if it's as how long you put as the they're dream not together. like a mountain and you no, find it. I have a rule in life. I create the mountain and I make sure I climb it. That's my rule in life. That goes hand I, in hand I with what we're saying. And I make show. sure I fall in it. That's <laughs> I don't know. I've been really good at building mountains and climbing to the top of the mountain, and I'm surprised that I've done it throughout all these years. But the problem I see with like a lot of women is they get this idea of what they think they want life to be, but they think it's just going to be handed to them. Mm-hmm. Life isn't handed to you. You choose what door you want to open, and you choose what's going to come out of that door, and mm-hmm. don't cry about it because you chose it. Well, that's most people in general. They yeah. have expectations they don't want to work for. But what you were talking about before is that women say one thing, and, and then they opposite. do something opposite, which is is typical for and people I did that. in general. And I did that because there was an eight-year portion of my life, and I might not look I'm at old or anything else, but I'm actually in my mid-30s. And... There was a portion of my life I was with someone that I truly felt that was, loved me and I was going through a sick moment in my life and I was going through a lot of doctor visits and everything else and um, I felt like the person fell in love with me and I was like, how could someone love me so much and knowing that I was sick? Right. Not realizing that the person thought, oh God, I'm going to be dating a woman with money and she's going to die soon and if I marry her, I'm going to get it all. What? 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 That was my life. Okay. And it really was. 
And for eight years, I was with this guy who manipulated me and made me believe that he was the only thing that I was ever going to have. He made sure that my friends were only his friends. I didn't have my own friends. So if I felt that if I left, that I wouldn't have nothing. And he used a lot of manipulation tactics for eight years where not only did I financially take care of him, but I was completely in love and I thought that life without him would be miserable. Interesting. But what's funny is is majority of my friends are all in the same situation because there are these manipulation tactics that are being used consistently and they just don't know what's being done. So when I wrote How to Catch a Kitten... Like they a roofie. Exactly. So when I wrote How to Catch a Kitten, it's great for women because they'll learn how not to be abused, but it's great for men because they'll learn the tricks of what it takes to get women because a lot of the guys that are very sweet and nice and innocent, they're like, why does all the jerks get the men? Well, because they treat us like crap and for some reason the more the guy treats us like crap and doesn't want us, we we want them more. So, okay, so, so paint a bigger picture. So this guy treated you like crap for eight years and you mm-hmm. thought he loved you? Yeah. And how did it end up Because he ending? would go and give me massages and like make my bed and like bring me coffee to the, you know. So where's the, the treating stuff. like crap part? But he would do all that, but then he would go and steal money or cause businesses that I was suing to go sour. And Well, like, that's different. That's not treating you like crap. That's being a bad business person and fucking Well, no, up. he was purpose. What he did was he gave me what I th- he thought I was missing in life, which I was, which was love and emotion, and then took advantage of that by giving me that. And then taking advantage of the rest of my life. Right. So and that's not, not really falling in love with a bad boy. That's being deceived and not knowing you He were was a, bad a complete boy. bad boy. But the thing is, most bad boys deceive women. They make you believe that they're the sweetest, kindest guys. And then they show their true colors. And then the good guys who show you that they're good right. get screwed in the process because they don't know how to be bad. And the thing right. is, the more, girl says, the more guy says, I don't want you, the more girl wants I'm, I'm a little bit confused. Okay, so just, oh, I want to understand. Oh. So, so both of these people are showing good behavior, but their intentions behind what they're doing are different. Yes. So, so what I'm like because this is the thing I want to break this down because most guys say, "Oh, women like assholes." So women don't actually like assholes, douchebags, and bad boys. Because you're not saying that he no. walked up to you and said, "You're fucking fat." And then you're no. like, oh, but I, I had guys say that to penis. me though. What? I have had guys say you're a little bit too thick or you're not <laughs> like, hot enough. What? And, and then were you all over them because? Um, I wondered why the hell they didn't and then like you, me. Would you and think it would to make, make them me, want you? And I would go and just push to make sure by the end of the night they wanted me. They that they wanted because you because it was for me the thrill of the game of making them like winning them over to say I'm this. Right. And that's the thing. Most women want that guy to sit there and say they're hot, they're great, they're perfect. And when a guy doesn't say that, you're like, what the hell is wrong with me? Am I like fat? Am I not pretty? Am I not this? And they can think that a girl's absolutely a 10 out of a 10, but a 10 out of a 10 is probably more insecure than a five. Right. So is that because they've had to lie to themselves their whole life to like get out of bed in the morning? I had to lie to myself for years. I was really ugly. Like really, I was the glasses butt teeth, braces, horrible dressing style, horrible hair. (laughs) I was this ugly nerd. And then one day I decided that I was tired of being the ugly nerd and I wanted to see what it was like to be on the other side. Right. So I just basically took the brains and brought them to the hotter side. Right, right. What did you do? Because there's women who are listening who are probably like, what did she do to become attractive? Um, I train to make my body look the way it does. And I train a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I extremely healthy. I have like such an extreme diet 
which most women wouldn't understand it, but I was 182 pounds oh, wow. literally a year ago. Yeah, she, she is not birth. 182 pounds. No, I'm 109 no. Maybe now. in the boobs. <laughs> My boobs, maybe. But <laughs> now so I'm 109. But <laughs> I went from 182 pounds to 109 in four months. Wow. My wow. diet is so strict. And to be honest, I don't want a man looking for a replacement. I want to be his goddess in every possible way. And the problem is the woman gets into a relationship like, oh, I'm going to let it slack. Well, you let it slack, then the hotter version of you is going to come along and take what, you're, what you have. Right. And Before you, we get any further, though, I want to know what happened with the guy that you were with for eight years. How did he reveal himself to be this um, bad person? I knew it was happening and my friends were telling me and I was being naive and I'm like, no, 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 he truly loves me. And they're like, no, 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 he's truly using you and he's manipulating you. And I'm like, no, he's not. And then I get a call from my accountant and my accountant tells me a quarter of a million dollars is missing from my bank account. And I'm like, how the hell does that happen? And I'm like, I don't, I didn't spend any money. And they're like, well, these checks were signed by you. I'm like, no, they weren't. And they're like, yeah, they were. And I'm like, stealing from me. So he was stealing. And that was what finally opened up my eyes. So do you have, do you have better, uh, red flag? Oh, I don't play games anymore. Yeah. Well, that's different. You weren't playing games before either. Um, no, but now I am completely in control of everything. And I am in my accounts on a daily basis. And I audit my accounts. And I do my own accounting. So I know what's going in and out at every minute of the well, day. Well, what about your relationships now? Because I would think that experience would possibly leave you guarded. We, we, Kristen and I went on a Brandy Glanville show. And she was talking about – she's the one who was cheated on by – Whatever the hell his name was. Yeah, Leanne Ryan. Like yeah, but yeah, I know who she is. Yeah. She's but, the girl that I actually like because she has, has no filter. Yeah, no filter. Yeah, well, she I was love great. women with but, no but filter. But she was talking about being cheated on, and it happened a long time ago, and I get that it's in the media, and it's like her thing to be cheated on. But um, <laughs> she was talking about her dating life now and how difficult it is because she thinks everybody's going to cheat. So do you think woman. everybody's going to steal from you now? I have one rule in dating. You can't judge your past, but your future by your past. And if you continuously allow your past to affect your future, you're never going to grow from it. Right. So you're going to keep reliving the same scenario over and over again. So if you always think the guy's going to cheat, and you're like, oh, I'm just insecure because I think you're going to cheat. If you're already throwing in his face and he's there listening to it, he's going to cheat because you're already accusing him of it. So your past is your past. You've got to get past that. But that's good that you can separate it. But I separate everything in life. I don't allow one thing to affect the future. Yeah. Um, because to be honest, if I did, I would be reliving the same life over and over again. Right. Everything that I do, a new relationship is a new start, a new beginning, and I don't bring the past into the future. I love it. So are you in a relationship now? I'm married now, yeah. You are married. Okay, yeah. cool. I've been with a guy for nine years. Wow. So and, yeah. I have two kids with him, so. Wonderful. And yeah. so he's he's not stealing from you. He's not <laughs> stealing from me, thank God. And he has more money than I do, thank God. So I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... He was the one that made me open up my eyes. Um, when I wrote How to Land a Rich Man, he was the one that convinced me to write the book. He's like, you use all these manipulation tactics against me. You might as well just write about it because you were so good at getting me. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> um, but with him, it's different because he made me open up and say, listen, you got to put your walls up so that you don't open up your heart completely and don't allow and just anyone in. Right. And he allowed me to get past the guilt and everything else of my past and move to the person that I am today. And he's like, you can't live off your past. You got to live off today. It's wonderful. So now I just like when he goes, like, well, he travels like eight weeks and then he's home for like three, four weeks. And then he travels eight weeks. Are you concerned cheating? No, because it's going to take a lot of women to go ahead and replace me. I like that. And as long as I have a little bit of a black woman inside you, 
I do. I'm Latina. It's the Latin side yeah, of it yeah, that comes I like out. That. Well, what about, what about the other one, the best-selling book about uh, how to land a kitten? So what would be three pieces of advice that you would offer to men on how to get a really hot, awesome girl? Yeah, and they're a real nice guy. Like, <laughs> I'm a nice guy, and girls take me for granted. Um, one, never give her attention. The more attention you give her, the more she's going to go and think that you're just too sweet, too nice, and too easy to get. Oh, can you elaborate on. on that? So, like, um, for me, when I hear "never give her attention," it's like literally don't ever look at her or talk. No, to her. So how do you make it? Like, like, how am I okay. going to meet her? Okay, this is why <laughs> you'll go into a nightclub or you'll go into a restaurant. You see a beautiful girl and you really like the girl, and you're like the first instinct from a guy who's attracted by her is, "Hi, my name is this," and they introduce themselves. But then again, they have like 20 other guys doing the exact same thing. Right. So instead of giving her the attention that she wants of actually approaching her, give her a look, a glance that makes her understand you're attractive, but she's not good enough for you to go and say hello to. And that's going to be like, okay, so I just had 20 guys just want my number. This guy's giving me the glance like he cares, but then he's not giving me the attention of coming up to me. And that's going to make her more attracted to that guy. Okay. So what's, what's number two? Number two would be, I would say, my biggest bitch is most women don't travel alone. I happen to go out alone all the time because I'm always doing research, which is really bad. So when people see me in a restaurant, I'm like, oh, she's doing research. Um, I travel alone because I like to do a lot of research. But most women, they usually have one or two or three other girls with them because they don't – most women are uncomfortable being alone. Yeah. They feel like people are judging them if they're in a restaurant eating alone. Um, so my advice is learn who has what characteristics in a pact. Women travel in a pack. There's the girl who's the blocker. She's like the main bitch. Hate her. She's the one that everybody listens to. She's Queen B. She controls the group. And everyone trusts their judgment because she's like a sister. And then there's like the conservative sweet girl. Then you have... It's like the, Sex in the City. Yeah. yeah. Then you have the <laughs> really, really up. hot girl. Then you have, you know, the girl... I call it the spunky girl which is just as hot as the hot girl, but just as smart as the blocker. So she fits in the middle. I and like she her. probably is the funnest to have sex with. She's actually, <laughs> believe it or not, the funnest usually to have sex with is the blocker or the conservative girl. Yeah, wow. I would think so too. It's the blocker and the conservative Blocker's girl. Angry. And I'll tell you this because I am typically in my group, I'm typically usually the blocker. And I don't was, look was like she the blocker. On you? I think she was hitting on you. She's I telling was. you she's good in bed. Yeah, that's what she was saying. Look at this. I'm I into did. it. The Keep going. I'm the beautiful it. one who's horrible. Yeah, in exactly. Bed. <laughs> but typ I'm typically the blocker um, in the group. And most blockers don't look like me, so it's kind of weird because usually I give the guys a tip. Typically, most blockers are very, very smart, very educated, but they're not the best looking of the pack. And that's when you have to take a grenade for the team. Mm. So. You get lucky when you get a blocker like me because it's not really taking a grenade. It's like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> um, but the idea is knowing how to penetrate the group. And most guys go for the hot girl first. Guess what? The hot girl has 50 guys coming on to her. So it's like, okay, whatever. And most hot girls are insecure. So they feed into what you're saying so that you can feed them more compliments so they feel better about themselves. Right. And then after you're done giving them 50,000 compliments and buying them drinks and making them feel good, they're like, okay, see you later. And they're going to use that power to go up to a guy that they really like. Exactly. So what's, now the, what's the tip? So the tip is always go for the blocker first 
And then secondary, the spunky girl. We get a lot of questions about how to approach wow. a group, so I think yeah. that's a really good, advi- good yeah. advice for them. Always approach a blocker. Be respectable. Just give us Sounds a Sounds like you're saying hello. black girl. Just so you guys I know, know it's black, black, black girl. girl first. <laughs> it's that's not your the, way in. It's not the black Don't approach girl. the black girl because she <laughs> will beat your ass. Blocker. Blocker. The blocker. So you go to her first and you approach her first and you make it comfortable. It's like how do you know that hello. she's the blocker? Oh, you know who the blocker oh, is. But how know. do you know she's the blocker? She's usually, usually the one. She's the, honestly, she's the one with she's the, the bully. confidence. The one that all the girls you see. Come on. I have girlfriends and you can see. But these they, are guys you're talking to. But you can, don't see what we see. Oh, I can see You this. can see who's the one in control and power. It's, it's the ugliest one. It's the ugliest one where she's like, you know what? Just give me what I need. Da, 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 puts the click together. And it's like, okay, everybody sit. You can see she's the one in control. And the reason why is because the girls are like, I know I'm safe with her, so I'll give her that control. You know when you walk into a room, that's the bitch. I know what you're t- saying because I grew up with like super bitchy girls. We're the bitches. We're the I ones know who that the most bitches difficult. are. Yeah, we, I avoid them in everyday life. And you can go and you'll look at us and we give you that roll of the eye like, I know you did not just come up to this table. Okay, so yeah. that would be a sign. The blocker's yeah. like, you know, you're making out with the hot girl at the end of the night, and, and you think you're, you're going to bang she's her. She's eyeballing you. And then the blocker grabs her and pulls her in the and car says, and says, go. we're leaving. Yeah, that's the blocker. Yeah. You yeah. know who the blocker is. I know who she is. I'm talking for people yeah. who are listening, guy, who are the, like so in their heads, they so, can't figure so out who's the bring, who's Do I bring a guy friend who is my blocker, like exploder? I think it's always good that guys travel in a pack the same way a girl travels in a pack. And then what you have to determine is, who is the alpha dog in the wolf pack is what I call it. And you have to pick one guy, and that's the guy who's going to penetrate the pact. And that's going to be your alpha dog the rest of the night. That could be you, Mo. So you got to be you the alpha penetrate. dog. I've been a penetrator. Now, <laughs> that guy's the one that has the most confidence, that's very respectable, and can make a girl comfortable. And what most people think is telling a girl, oh, you're beautiful, is going to get of attention. It doesn't. No. I've had guys who flirt with me and gets me attention. It's the weirdest freaking things, but it works. Like what? Like I was in an airport coming back from a diamond convention and um, I was there buying diamonds, of course, um, because I'm a spoiled (laughs) brat. But I was there buying diamonds and I was coming back to the airport and the flight has been delayed literally already like 45 minutes. And the Mm -hmm. guy goes, do you know how long this flight was delayed? I'm like, it's already been 45. They don't know how long it's going to be. He's like, okay, not a problem. And he sits next to me, doesn't say a word. I'm like, Okay. He's not saying anything to me. And then he, and so I'm sitting there and I'm texting and everything else. He's ignoring me completely. Like, I don't even matter at all. And then he goes, um, do you mind watching my bag? I really want to go and grab a, like, a glass of wine or something from the bar and then bring it back and just, you know, have a chill moment. He and we're in Vegas. And <laughs> I, he was too cute. You're not to supposed to do that at the airport. Cute. But he was okay looking, but he wasn't like a terrorist looking guy. I was like, yeah, I don't mind watching. He goes, do you mind? He didn't do, look like Mo. Yeah. He didn't look like uh, Mo. Can you watch my butt? I, I actually <laughs> like Mo's look. I know Mo's handsome. I have a thing with guys who are exotic looking, and Mo's kind of exotic. Thank you. I don't know where you're from, but it's hot. I'm Lebanese. That's what it is. I have a thing for Lebanese, Israelis, all Middle Women Eastern guys that. are yeah. just, oh, yeah. yummy. But um, <laughs> but so he goes, do you want me to bring you a drink? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just not comfortable because I don't really know you that well. He goes, well, if you want, I'll buy you something that makes sure you has a cap on so you don't have to worry about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. So he brings me back a drink and he gives it to me. And then he's just like, so what were you here for? And I'm like, oh, I was here for the diamond convention. He goes, oh, I was there too for that. I was with my dad. And he kept it so like completely comfortable where he wasn't hitting on me at all. Yeah. 
And you I'm just like, feel like you're having a conversation. It was just a conversation. And I started flirting. Right. And I was totally into him. And I'm like, this dude is totally acting like I'm nothing. And he doesn't care. And next thing I'm like, do you want to go to the bar? Because the fight was already delayed another 45 minutes. He's like, yeah, let's go to the bar. We sat in the bar. We're having our conversations the entire time in the bar. He's not even speaking to me. Like, and flirting with me is just like all like a friendship. And I'm like, okay, what the hell am I doing wrong here? I'm mm-hmm. giving the guy the signs. And he still wasn't giving me the attention. So we finally get on a plane. We sit next to each other because we're on Southwest. So you can sit right next to each other. It's not like designated seats. And again, we're still talking and he's not flirting. And I'm like, what the hell? So I pull out of the, we end up parking in the same spot. And I'm like, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Here's my number. And I gave him my number and he gave me his. And then as I'm pulling out of the lot, I'm like, what are you doing right now? And he goes, I'm getting ready to turn to get on the highway. I said, pull over. And I kissed him. Wow. And then we the road and said, you have my number. Call me if you want. Look at you. Very forward. But it was a turn on to me that the guy wasn't giving me attention. Yeah. It, it's it not, a, is it not giving you attention? It was giving it's... me the attention, but not flirting or acting like he wanted to be with me. It exactly. wasn't important. It seems important. like there's other things going on. Yeah. It was he's... more important for him just to have a conversation with someone sociably. And that's the thing. Most men think it's about flirting and it's not. So what was going on in your mind? Are you thinking, okay, everybody else here wants me. Why don't you? Yeah, pretty much. And that's what every okay. hot girl thinks. Yeah. Why don't you want me when I know everybody in the room is looking at me? Okay, so then what happened with this guy afterwards? Did you go out? Did he call you? No, we became best friends. I now mentor him on relationships and everything else. Um, And it wasn't because he and I weren't into each other or anything else. But he's like, you know, I really like you. And I'm like, I really like you too. But we realized we were better as friends. Okay. So it was just a kiss. And now I'm like, now he's dating a wonderful girl. That's awesome. That he's absolutely in love with. And he's like, I would have never been able to do that if you didn't get me out of my shell. That's awesome. So So he wasn't using that as a technique. That's just who he was. was He was. He was shy. And then what he, I started doing is he actually helped me write this book. Oh, wow. Um, And he gave me a lot of tips. And together we came up with all the tips on what to do. And because of what I did, he finally has a girlfriend and he's 37 years old. That's awesome. Well, let's get to some questions from our listeners because I think um, your insight will be interesting for them. Okay. So one question that I got on Twitter, and I didn't even have the name in, damn it. Okay. Question for the show. How soon is a guy expected to take care of a girl when she gets the flu? After date one, two, ten, sex, or moving in? Um, never when you first meet a girl, I would agree because yeah, if, agree. if you do it too quick, the girl's going to think she already has you wrapped around her finger. She's going to yeah. get bored and kick you to the curve. So the response is, oh, I feel so bad that you're sick. If there's anything I could do, just call me, me in a week. <laughs> Let me know. But then when she calls, you make yourself unavailable. Okay. Um, taking care of a girl when she's sick. I mean, it happens to be like, it just depends. on. I, I don't think until you're in a relationship with her, do you, she's taking care of her. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. She the, loving, her. the loving intimate behavior comes out once. Yeah, her ass can stay in bed sick. That's her problem, not yours. So, so is this like after, are we talking after a couple of dates or after a month of seeing each other? Well, he's asking. He's like, when do you well, start taking care well, of her? I know. Like, I've dropped off soup at girls I've been kind of dating. I know for me. If when you've I, been dating them, that's different yeah. though. You're dating them. Like I know where they live and. <laughs> how many dates? Not really dating. How many dates in? Maybe like five dates, six dates in. Five, six dates in. That's when a girl already knows she's having sex with you and if you're having sex you bring her soup yeah we're we're because then you're not getting laid we're again. making the sex then you're, you're having the sex, sex. then okay good answer do it. so it's, it's once you're you're, you're once invested. you're intimate 
Yeah, once you're intimate. And that's like every base, right? Yeah, if you've been with someone for two months and you're not intimate, you don't go and bring your suit because that's just going to be like, oh, he's just a little puppy dog. He can do whatever yeah. he wants. I don't really have yeah, to speak with him. Like, why haven't you brought me suit? Well, you well, haven't you given, haven't me, sex given me sex, so why should I pamper you the way I should? Oh, I like that. So okay. that's a tip. Okay, next question. Uh, this is from Jillian. Jill, okay. So she wrote... Uh, I wrote you guys a couple of months ago and I'm glad you didn't answer my email because your last episode number 35 <laughs> I know <laughs> you're welcome because you're a bunch of assholes you're welcome that's all okay. helps me realize my problem the older man I've been hanging out with is one of those men who has never pursued someone he really liked. He's 43 years old, and I'm the first person he's ever liked. He's never been in love and said relationships ended because he didn't feel anything for them. And the longest relationship he has ever been in was less than a year and about 10 years ago. Um, Him and I, he and I, uh, have a great friendship. We travel together and run races together, and the only time we kissed was because I kissed him. Oh, similar story to what you had. Well, no, you know what I mean. But it it was terrible. I was just sick of waiting. He's great, but I can't be the girl for him when he has a lot to figure out like you Marnie I need the guy to make the moves I've accepted that him and he and I I'm correcting her grammar I'm so proud of myself I might be doing it wrong though he and I will (laughs) will just be friends as great as we get along it's not sexual how can I help him she's already making a mistake by doing what she's too available yeah one too available um two she hasn't learned how to become her own siren Men with power and money and everything else are used to having everything. I don't think he sounds like a man with power and money. I think he sounds like All a man men who's never at been one in a relationship. Point and an, it's usually if he's traveling and taking her on trips and pampering her, he has some form of money and power. If she's traveling with him and they're racing horses, you can already tell racing, racing horses, horses, it's not cheap to do that, which means he has money and you can read it right off the top of the head. Oh, run races. They run races, which means money. Run, like a marathon is it means money Run, it you, doesn't say horses in there doesn't say but horses that, uh, make yeah. a ton of money doing what they do they have sponsorships and everything else if they run if they're racing cars money racing horses money that all comes from a form no of i money. think they're running like a 5k <laughs> <laughs> like, like, look, either way she's not gonna fix this guy she's, okay look, this guy's an old making, grown old man it doesn't matter he's him. old He's used to getting girls that throw themselves on him so he doesn't feel like it's a fight for him. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's a struggle. All men want to, they always want that power of being able to say, I got something someone else didn't. And that's what entices them more in a relationship. So she's yeah. making herself available, going on trips with him, being friends, being available on phone cards. He just feels like, okay, you know what? She's there. I have her if I need her. I think she's my backup girl if I can't find the main girl. I think he, uh, she already knows the answer possibly to the question because she said he hasn't kissed me and he said in past relationships he just didn't feel anything. And yeah. I think perhaps he just doesn't feel anything again. Yeah, I well, think so Well, he probably does. But he just likes to play the game. So what you do is you go in. He sounds like a pussy Wow, today. you read this so differently than I do. I see it as you bring a good-looking guy in front of that guy, and you flirt, and you make sure that he sees the beauty that he might not see that someone else does. And the moment he sees something else penetrating his circle and taking what's his, he will go ahead and put that control and never make yourself so yeah. available. And, sweetheart, you're not getting any younger here. Okay, why, why are you chasing a man for this long who's been turning I'm going to give advice to most women. That's, that's the main thing. Past Either 30, we're almost it. expired. And I'm just telling you that as a woman, most women expire past 30. So you need to get your shit together before then. And if you don't have it together by then, you better learn how to play the game between 30 and 35. Well, what would you say, Mo? 
If I was her, I'd I'd, I'd walk away. I'd just find someone else that actually gives Run her away attention. Run away and, and look, you could stay <laughs> friends with this guy. That's great. But go be with someone who's yeah, actually going to make you feel as good. As well, soon as he yeah. sees her with someone else. Oh, yeah. He's going to want He's going to say, gonna I want, want you. And he will be on top of her like But that's tomorrow. what that guy needs. Yeah. That's he needs, he needs, he needs that type of motivation. He needs that he has something good. He's flaring on his ass. Uh-huh. Like always. Okay, so here's another question. Can you talk about how to handle an outright no from a woman in any any situation? A no. So if a woman it says, yeah, what, no. You sit there and say, okay, not a problem, bye. Walk away. Yeah, if you Ignore don't act her, her affected, like, she can whatever. become possibly interested. Well, it's it, exactly what you were saying before. It's like, oh, wait a second. This isn't bothering him. He's not crushed. Like, yeah, the, you like, know, no, he, why okay. doesn't he want right, me? Well, then have a nice day. Bye. Pleasure to meet you. And then ignore her the rest of the night like she's nothing. Like she's nothing. Okay. Uh, next and, question. And, and hold on. And those two, you know, it's it's all about how you handle the no. If it's an aggressive no and a threatening no, then it doesn't matter. Like you got to know a playful no from. I I I love no's because I get a lot. When when I was going after women, I love no's because I get a lot of yeses. So I just would. I the <laughs> no's. Like, oh, would, this is a different story. No, I'm just saying the no's. Okay, if a girl's giving you a no and she's going for my like, interest. No. And then I keep, She's already putting her body going, towards you. It, so well, that's yeah, a different yeah, yeah, no. Different body language no. is telling you one thing, but her mouth is saying no. Yeah. So that's completely different. But if a girl just flat out says no when she turns her back. Oh, yeah. That, then that's a no. sit there and be like, okay, not a problem. Don't let it affect you. Yeah. The more the girl sees it affects you, the more she thinks she's won the game. Yeah. And if she sees it doesn't affect you, she's like, okay, why did it not bother him? And then if she asks, like, well... You know, you were pretty, but it wasn't a big deal. Who cares? You know, you're just another girl. I was saying hi to you. I was trying to be polite. You wanted to be rude, so who cares? And then, and she then sees- she's going to be like, oh, my God, he just called me on my crap. Yeah. And then that's going to entice her into more of a conversation And then if she anyway. sees you with another woman laughing and having a good time, she's then like, it's going to piss her off. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a big fan of the material, and it's helped me in several different ways. I know you're so busy, I won't draw this out. I'm just going to get to the point. I absolutely cannot stand it when I'm hanging out with a girl and she is constantly looking at her phone. In a one-on-one situation, this usually doesn't happen, but anytime I'm in a group setting, girls are always looking at their phone, and it seems like they are more interested in social media than all the fun that's happening around them. There has to be a way to get a girl off of her phone, uh, but I'm drawing a blank on this one. If you could give me some pointers, I would really appreciate it. Once again, thank you for what you do, and I look forward to hearing back from you guys. How do you get a woman off her phone in a fun, playful way? I'm a social media whore. I really am. (laughs) But I have a rule. I do it the beginning of the night. Like, I just went to TSO's birthday party. So I did it, like, literally for the second, the intro. And then I did it in the middle just so I can go ahead and say, here's my Instagram. Here's my stuff. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the night, I'm like, this is us and halfway dead in a picture. Um, The rule is when you're out in an environment... There should be set moments, beginning, mid, end, but it's not the whole night. And if the girl's doing it the whole night, just literally push her to the side and be like, you know what? You want to play that game? Then that's it. And the problem is, is that most of these men are buying these women. So just women- push her. Just shove her well, to the, the side the Well, the problem is they're the buying room. these women drinks or they're buying tables right. and they're doing this. And then the women are sitting at the table like they're not important. Baby, if you're buying a table, that girl better pay attention. And I'm not saying she has to go and jump on top of you and give you sex. I'm not saying that. That's... For me, I don't just give up sex so easily. Um, but there should be a matter of respect. And if she's not giving that to you, be like, you know what? You've just been rude the whole night. You've been on social media. Next time, I'm not inviting you, and you can go ahead and pay for your own table. And as soon as she hears that, she's like, oh, okay. 
she's going to want that guy to go out and spend time with her and, or buy her a drink or do those things. You got to be straightforward. Turn your phones off. Okay. Don't be. Well, what would you say? I, look, this is a problem. Um, social media has just become more and more prevalent. It is plaguing uh, we our don't, generation. What you really say? I'm busy is. on my phone, Mo. No, I'm very, yeah, <laughs> while you're on the phone. But no, it is becoming a big problem. Yeah. People don't know how to interact with one another. Uh, people, be, because of that, they feel awkward in conversations. So the easiest thing to do is go to your phone when you're in a group yeah. setting. Like, go to a nightclub. Everyone's on the dance floor. No one's actually dancing. They're just in a circle looking at their phone. So, look, this I don't is. I know what nightclub you're going to, but that was not us. Saturday night. Well, no, yeah. Well, we were on couches listen, Tiesto, like- yeah. Tiesto's <laughs> spinning. I'm sure it's pretty good music. But yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's it's a big problem that we have. You just got to put yourself in environments where that's not allowed, you know, or where you can't be on your cell phone. Yeah, but one thing, one thing that you did point out was that people go to their phones for comfort. I, I know even I do it, you yeah. know. I could, yes, I could stand there really confidently smiling when I'm by myself, like standing in the middle of the street or waiting somewhere. <laughs> but it's a lot easier to go She's to your crazy phone. Tackler. Yes, exactly. But Just you smiling. can't. But the thing is, the problem that most people have is that they're not straightforward and be like, look, you're being rude turn your phone off and pay attention to the circumstances that are happening now. Right. And I think that's the problem with today's society is that they get so far, they get caught up in social media and then someone doesn't want to be rude, but it's not being rude, telling them to be off. It's being polite and saying respect the boundaries of where we're at. And, and I think if you did that more often, you'll probably see more girls say, you know what? I didn't realize I was doing it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and look, I look, I, when I get on a phone, it's when I'm, no one's talking to me or I'm in a weird situation yeah. or I'm waiting for that's somebody, me. right? That's, that's us, me. right? So actually, start a conversation. Like, uh, get to do something that's exactly. interesting. They're obviously not interested them. in what's but happening. But you know what? Though? Obviously- that isn't true because I remember when I was dating my husband. It was so funny because we were out on Valentine's Day and he takes me out to dinner. And I'm like, hold on, give me one minute. And I pick up my phone. I'm like, I got to answer this call. And I'm answering the call in the middle of our Valentine's Day dinner. And then I'm like, okay, let's go back to our normal thing. We're trying to be romantic. And I'm like, okay, hold on, my call again. And I'm answering the phone. And he literally said, you know what? I can't be in a relationship with someone who's in a relationship with their cell phone. I love that. I'd and direct. I yeah. literally from that day forward was like, okay, I'm being disrespectful and I've never done it since. I love but that. But it took him being honest with me and straightforward for me to understand that. And I think most people aren't that honest and that's the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that, I love that. That was a good answer. But we are going to have to wrap it up now. I you know we always talk too much and then don't get to good questions. I think but we got to a de- decent amount today. Really? Yeah, Okay, we were we fast. Do. Okay, yeah. well then that's Next good. Next week, double. I know, seriously. We're going to do all analyze this. Oh, so get ready asked. for it. And hopefully we will do double episodes. Um for the weeks coming up as long as podcast one says we can do it we can do it but thank you so much for being here if you want to uh get a copy of what's the book called again it's how to catch a kitten and how How to land land a rich rich man man. you can get it on amazon or you can go to the ask women link on our uh, podcast one page so they have it there Mm -hmm. too and then or you can go to moneylovesuccess.com yeah, perfect. Go go check it out. Go read and, it. And where can we find you on Twitter and all that good stuff? It's uh, Twitter is Shy Love, and my Instagram is the Shy Love, and Facebook is Shy Love as well. All right. Oh, cool. easy, consistent. I like it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for thank being you. on the show with us. Um, what what else do you have to tell people? If you want to write in questions, write to ask at askwomenpodcast.com we will try to get to your questions as soon as possible sorry for Jill who didn't get her question answered but you got this one answered so it's even better Um, and we'll be back next week you can download new episodes of our show every third Thursday 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 on podcastone.com that's podcastone.com and we'll see you next week 